Joining us right now is the president of baseball operations of the Los Angeles Dodgers. We haven't had a chance to talk to him in a while. Andrew Friedman. Andrew, great to talk Thanks, to you, Andrew. man. How you holding up? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, let let me start there. You had a, you had the situation in your backyard with David Price. The the Giants and your friend Farhan Zaidi had it today with Buster Posey. Um, if a player comes to you and says, for whatever reason, I don't feel comfortable playing in the COVID era, Andrew, do you do you try and talk them talk them through it? Do you try and talk them out of it? Do you just say from the beginning, I understand it, or or what's your attitude as a as a president of a team when a player comes to you with that mindset? I mean, first and foremost, I think it is an incredibly like personal decision. Um, where there's no real right or wrong answer. It's totally personal, and different people are kind of internalizing all of this a little bit differently. Um, as you noted, you know, went through it with David, and, you know, I talked to him a decent amount over the last couple months, and, you know, you could tell it was really front of mind for him and impacting him in ways that were a little different than others. And, you know, just tried to share information as much as we had and you know when we got to the point of you know things were a go he drove here and was of the mind to do it and I think in large part because of his teammates and you know those bonds that were kind of created even over a short time in spring training um, but just got to the point where he wasn't comfortable and we respect that and you know again it's just such a personal decision that that's kind of our role in it is to be supportive and answer questions and share information. Andrew, I, you know, I've been dipping into the, uh, the games, the intra-squad games. How closely can an intra-squad game uh, simulate an actual exhibition game that you would have during spring training? It's a good question. Uh, obviously, someone in a different uniform definitely helps. Uh, and even some crowd interaction and noise and you know, it's been fun with the guys and trash talking and, you know, we're trying to come up with ideas and ways to continue to make it uh, more fun. And then we're going to have three exhibitions near the end um, of camp. But, you know, I think in large part, our pitchers are in a really good spot right now. You know, it's a credit to our performance group and our pitching coaches and our trainers and just everyone just staying really connected during the time off. And so our guys are in a really good spot for our position players, just being in spikes and being on their feet for six, seven, eight innings is something different and unusual and things you don't really do when you're working out and, you know, sprinting and stopping and coming back the next day and playing, you know, those are things that we're able to put our guys through right now, which definitely helps um, and helps in just conditioning the legs and just reducing the chance of, soft tissue injuries once we get going you know obviously we've got you know the virus and uh it's pretty all-consuming with everything going on and the protocols but you also have other injuries that we're all more accustomed to in baseball that you know we're also trying to do everything we can to put our guys in the best position to not suffer from those and so i think from a rep standpoint and building up legs and conditioning and getting guys ready for the season i think it's good it just can't be the same intensity and that's a hard thing to you know to manufacture without it being a different team we're talking to andrew friedman president of the dodgers andrew you mentioned the pitchers 
What should fans expect early in the season with pitchers? You talked about how your guys have done a good job of ramping up. But normally, if this was a normal season, and of course nothing's normal, uh, but if they were pitching in spring training games, guys like Walker Bueller and Clayton Kershaw would only pitch three or four innings, maybe five, and then check out, regardless of how they were playing. But now you're in a 60-game sprint where every game's important. If Bueller or Kershaw, and I'm just using them as examples, if they're throwing a one-hitter or a no-hitter after four or five innings, do you lean towards leaving them out there and riding them, or do you say early in the season, no matter what, we got to take those guys out? I mean, it's something for me that I, you know, from a fan perspective, I think the no-hitter is awesome and great. Uh, wearing the hat I wear uh, their health is way more important to right, me. Right. And so I guess it just gets to, you know, how built up someone is. And, you know, our starters are going to be at kind of varying degrees of build up when we start the year. You know, I imagine some will be close to 100 pitches and others might be closer to 60. And we'll just kind of balance that out with the order in which we kind of put them one through five and also how we balance that with our pen. And we start the season for the first 14 days. Uh, with a 30-man roster. So we'll be able to have more pitchers than we typically would, which will help us get through it. Um, but so much of it will fall out of kind of where our guys are at that point, which is what we're kind of methodically working through right now. Uh, Andrew, five teams uh, in the last week or so, I guess over the long holiday weekend, uh, didn't get their test results on time. A's, Nats, Cubs, a couple others. Um, how has the testing process been for uh, the Dodgers, and, and how often are guys actually being tested? Yeah, obviously I read that stuff as well, and we've been really fortunate. Um, we really haven't had that, and guys are getting tested every two days. Um, and Ron Porterfield, who's our medical director and is kind of running point on this stuff, has been unbelievable with all the moving parts and all the balls in the air. And he's done an awesome job of handling the logistics, but also just conveying stuff to our players. And so much of this is about perspective. You know, this is a humongous undertaking and something that's totally unprecedented. And so I think we have to expect that there are going to be some, you know, bumps along the way. And it's about solving problems and, you know, a lot of that comes, a lot of that credit goes to our players. Just their mindset is, hey, let's just take whatever happens. Let's all just stay connected and communicating and stay nimble. And things are going to happen that are going to change things. And all we can do is kind of stay together and share information and, you know, work together to get through this. And I think part of that just gets back to spring training and just the confidence and the excitement that our guys had to go out and play the 2020 season and then when you take it away for four months i think it made these guys even hungrier and so our guys are in an awesome headspace and really excited about going out and competing and trying to win a championship uh we're talking to andrew friedman president of the dodgers andrew you are uh you guys have this situation i think every team's going to have it where you've got some really promising young players on your roster you have guys like will smith guys like gavin lux by the way um we're told gavin lux is going to play in the inter squad game is back in camp so that's good news for dodger fans but if one of those young guys struggles andrew in a normal year you would you would have the option well, we can send him down to the minors and have him get his stroke right and then bring him back up. But now in games that count, 
What's your attitude about young players? And if a young player is struggling, can you afford to let him work through it on the major league level? Yeah, it's a good question. And as important as every regular season game has been in the past, obviously it's worth three times as much now. Yeah. So uh, there is definitely you know more urgency. Uh, I think so much gets to what's your alternative um, and you know, trying to identify the reasons that a guy is struggling and whether he needs that blow to get away from the pressure of the major league environment for a little bit just to exhale, or if he just needs a pat on the back and reassurance that he's going to be fine. And that's part of our job is to try to figure that out um, and try to just put our guys in the best position to succeed while also trying to win as many games as we can. Uh, let's uh, let me follow up on that. Uh, John referenced Will Smith and Gavin Lux. You've also got Edwin Rios in camp. I saw him hit a moonshot the other night. Uh, what roles do you foresee for those three guys? Yeah, I don't know yet. I mean, so much is going to come down to you know how conditioned are our position players, and are they ready to go from Jump Street and play every day, or do we want to mix in? Off days, do we want to mix in and rotate the DH spot to get guys, you know, kind of a half blow? Um, and that's stuff that we're going to still continue to kind of wrap our arms around. For us right now, it's about just having as many talented players as we can and then let things kind of play out as we go. You know, the DH coming online in 2020, we feel like is a huge benefit to us. No offense to our pitchers, but we don't have the most gifted uh, <laughs> offensive uh, <laughs> pitchers. But, you know, we do have some really good hitters that would have been on the bench. And so to get one of those guys in our lineup every day is a huge advantage for us. Uh, talking to Andrew Friedman, Andrew, there was a weird story the other day where Max Muncy said that uh, he didn't see the baseball. And I know they just did a, a you know $100 million renovation at Dodger Stadium. And it's just one player. I mean, everybody's everybody's learning how to hit and hurting. When you hear a story like that, are you tempted to immediately get into it and, and go talk to the hitters and say, hey, is the backdrop bothering you? Or do you just write it off as, as kind of a fluky thing that happened to one guy when you heard that Max didn't see the ball clearly? No, I think you have to have the conversation. And I tell you, the outfield renovation turned out incredibly well. And it's funny because I guess it's the hallmark of like great construction and design in that I can't even remember what it looked like before. Like it just looks natural and that it's just been there. And so whenever you change things, especially for, uh, offense, you know, especially for our hitters who are accustomed to something, uh, you know, change is hard and it takes a little bit to get used to. And so we wanted to, you know, get our hitters in here and get some feedback, some real life feedback of, you know, pitchers really trying to execute pitches with them in the batter's box because that gives you the best feedback. And so we're collecting information. You know, we expected that there was going to be something uh, that would come up that you can't really know in the design phase without, you know, getting the ground truth of people who are kind of living it every day. And so we're doing that and, you know, we're going to make some alterations here and there. And, you know, Janet Marie Smith, uh, you know, kind of driving the train on, the center field renovation project has done an amazing job and also is really good about staying in lockstep with baseball operations. And so, you know, we're kind of collecting that and figuring out little tweaks here and there. 
um, that, uh, that that give our hitters a little bit more comfort. But that being said, it's also just different. And so that's going to take a little, little bit to get used to as well. Andrew, I have said a million times talking about baseball, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I know that's, uh, that most baseball executives have, uh, have said the same thing. Uh, your philosophy uh, is very much based on getting edges over a long sample size, in a big sample size. How does your approach change coming into this year when there are just 60 games? I tell you, it's not that different. As much as we try to get an edge over a large sample size, the way we do it is by trying to get an edge in each and every game. And so that's not really going to change. There are others who I think will sit back on their heels a little bit more and just expect things to kind of work itself out, you know, over the course of 162 games. Our mentality has been a little bit different. We've been more aggressive to even make a move for a day on the, you know, whatever, small percent chance that that move could help yeah. us win a game that night. That's kind of been our mentality uh, throughout, and I think, you know, obviously we'll continue it this year, but it will be even more impactful than it's been in the past. Uh, Andrew Friedman with us. Andrew, what's Dodger Stadium like with no fans? How strange is that for you? It's really strange. Um, it's strange in that, you know, the 50,000 fans that are here every game – you know, not only, and obviously I'm really biased, but in my opinion, what is like the most beautiful ballpark that is full with people everywhere and making noise. Like, I think it's part of why we've had such a great home record. Obviously, our talent's been pretty good as well. Right, but I agree uh, with you. Definite, yeah, but it's definitely different. Um, it's going to take some getting used to. You know, it's weird to be able to you'll be sitting in the stands watching a game and hear the first baseman sneeze and say, hey, bless you. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. That, that's going to take some getting used to. Do you feel like right now, Andrew, you've got a, uh, a five-man starting rotation? I mean, Kershaw, Bueller, uh, Urias, how, how do you see it stacking up? Yeah, I'm not sure yet, but, I mean, we have seven or eight guys that we feel really good about, and obviously all Strip ever does is put himself in a great position yep. to uh, – earn a spot, you know, Julio, who, you know, we feel like the upside is tremendous. Uh, D-May, who we got to see some last year, and him come on, uh, burst on the scene last year. Tony Gonsolin, how he handled himself, uh, you know, obviously with Alex Wood and Bueller and, and Kirsch. You know, we just have uh, a, a lot of guys now. In the past, depth has always been really important to us. And we feel like that's been something that's really helped us over the course of a season. I don't even know what depth means right now. Yeah. And that I'm not exactly sure what, uh, you know, how things are going to play out, but we're just going to have to stay nimble and, you know, adjust on the fly and uh, figure it out. But I do feel really good about the talent that we have uh, in this camp and that we'll be, you know, kind of drawing from as the season goes. Uh, Andrew, last thing for me, when you look at a 60-game schedule, what I mean, you guys have won, I think, eight straight division titles. What wins the division this year in your head? How many games? 35? Do you got to win 40? What's, what's the number you have in your head, or do you even have a number? I don't really, but I think what you just threw out is fair. I think 35 to 37, 38. I haven't really thought about it, um, but I think that's reasonable, fair. Um, it's just obviously there's a lot more variance when you're talking about 60 games and one team could have an amazing 60-game run. 
Sure. And that 60-game run could, you know, lead somehow to more than 40 wins. It's not that likely, but it's possible. And I think for us, it's just doing everything we can each day to win that night's game and then see where we are, uh, you know, as we get into September. Uh, last thing for me, uh, at, at last check, I don't think Kenley Jansen has been uh, in camp for, uh, at least not yet. Uh, what's, what's his status? Yeah, I mean, I know Doc has gone through this on a daily basis. Obviously, you know, there's some awkwardness in the communication aspects of this that out of respect to each and every person involved um, and, you know, HIPAA laws, et cetera, yep. it's hard to, you know, go into things. And, you know, I think, you know, from our standpoint, you know, we try to be as transparent as we can be. And, you know, there are certain situations where you have to be less so, but, I know that our guys who aren't here right now are really excited about getting back and the guys who are here are anxiously awaiting their arrival. And, um, you know, it's just kind of the new normal that we're dealing with right now. There's been, you know, each day has become a little bit more normal. Like so much of the enjoyment factor for me, it's just a camaraderie of everyone I work with and, you know, everyone downstairs and, you know, trash talking and it's just different. Like, there's not a lot, you know, everything is way more efficient, which is great. Um, and it just, it just takes some getting used to. And I think each day it's becoming a little bit more normal on all of these fronts. Um, and I think that's helpful for us as we try to navigate, you know, the next two and a half, three months. Uh, you anticipate, though, Kenley Jansen will pitch for the Dodgers this year? I do. Okay. Andrew, thank you for doing this, man. We uh, we know it's an incredibly weird time. We're excited that it looks like you guys are going to get a chance to play, and we always enjoy having you on. Thanks for doing this. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on. I always enjoy it as well, and uh, hopefully we can talk uh, some during the season after some big Dodger wins. Absolutely. So, we'll so. be here, man. All right, stay safe, man. Thanks. Thanks, guys. You as well. Uh, All right, uh, there's uh, Andrew Friedman.